0: Here on the podcast called We of Little Faith We discuss real issues Our words lacking grace The episode I long for with patience and glee Introduced over music that is royalty free A half-fast belief for which we'll never settle So sit down after putting on the kettle To the airwaves we take into your ears entice To the topic we'll discuss over so lovely pints Lovely Pints What? Lovely Pints Creamy pints Points, what are you having yourself? Pints, it's grand. I'm driving home. We discuss metaphysics like hell and heaven. Infrared me, this song like it's 2007. Interviewing Jesus, post-resurrection after making this song on a Sony Ericsson. Take it away, music DJ. Hello. Welcome back. Fancy meeting you here. Good to see you oh well, i guess good to good to be with you in audio format um this is the we of Love faith podcast and um, it's a podcast where we talk about the concept of faith and we have honest conversations about what it looks like in people's lives and, and what it could mean for our world today today we are back with another conversation uh this time with my good friend Susanna me and Suze grew up around the corner from each other. We've literally been in each other's lives since day one, um, when I visited Sue's in the hospital <laughs> as a baby. I didn't go there myself, but um, yeah, Suze and I have grown up very closely together, and she's someone I'm so glad is in my life. She's uh, beautiful outside and in, and she has a has a incredible gift for being so honest and open and and sharing. Um, about her experience, so I'm so glad she was able to come on and, and talk about her, her journey with Faith today. Um, I'll spare you the introduction I gave her on the call because it's <laughs> it's weird, but um, I'll just tell you now that Sue's just finished her degree in physiotherapy, which is absolutely unreal. Um, and she also is a beautiful musician. So if you want to check out her music, she just released a song called Where Can I Go with the Sword of the spirits uh, worship page so if if you just search on spotify where can i go sort of the spirit um you'll find it it's incredible so beautiful um yeah so without too much further ado i guess i'll say pour yourself a drink get yourself you know a cup of tea i don't know what time it is with you maybe it's okay for you to have a drink for me it was like morning so i didn't um but yeah i also think we did this over skype and or over zoom and you know, I'm, I'm sick of Zoom calls. You're probably sick of Zoom calls too at this stage. So I'm going to paint us a little word picture um, so you can pretend the conversation happened there. So, okay, you're ready. We're sitting in a back garden. There is uh, a table in front of us. Me and Suze have a cup of tea. You have whatever your drink of choice is, man. Um my tea has normal milk in it so this is probably decaf without milk because you know she likes that kind of thing um <laughs> we have a plate of snacks on the table um i'm gonna go for some chocolate covered digestives and some custard creams um you can have whatever you want you know i'll leave that up to you um and yeah it's sunny there's a light breeze cooling us down and we're just comfortable chilled out having a lovely conversation um so yeah, that's our scenario for today <laughs> zoom Never heard of her. Don't know who she is. Uh sorry, anyway, without any more faffing around, we'll just get into the conversation. And ooh, ooh, it's a good one. I'll see you on the other end. Enjoy. Um listen, Suze, um obviously I know you very well. Um, uh, but could you just give a little intro about yourself? Um that's maybe less mm-hmm. um biased than mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, so as Brona said we grew up very closely so I suppose my upbringing was similar enough I was born into a catholic family involved in an ecumenical community christian community so I had exposure to charismatic worship and kind of a mixture of traditions um although it was majority catholic and then yeah so when I was 9 I don't know I was I was always very um intrigued with Faith and I um I did genuinely as a kid I didn't feel like I went along with it I made my own choices and so yeah at at the age of nine um my parents were running a youth group in the community basically they were running a, a camp or a weekend away retreat um which I went along to but the group was an older age group um I think they were probably about ten to. Thirteen, maybe, maybe a bit older, uh, and so I was kind of tagging along. I got to, I was included in some of the stuff, but they kind of went through a retreat, looking at um the Holy Spirit, and then they had an opportunity to invite the Holy Spirit into their lives, um. So it's known as the Spirit Seminars, mm-hmm. uh, Life in the Spirit Seminars, and um. So I kind of did the seminars um at the age of nine, or kind of observed it anyway. And at the end of the weekend, I said to my dad, I was like, I want to do that. Like I want to, because I wasn't involved in the, you know, the prayer at the end and being baptized in the Holy Spirit um, at that point. So I like, you know, with no initiative from my parents, I said, I want to do that. And like, I, looking back on it, I don't fully remember my reasoning behind it, but I, I do feel like it was coming from a genuine place of wanting to live my life for God. Yeah. Like, of course, there were probably elements of looking up to older people and, mm-hmm. and you know, admiring them and also maybe thinking they were cool and trying to be more mature maybe than I was. Anyone who was older like, than you at
0: that age were just like, how are you so cool? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, um, it might have been a bit, it might have an element of that in it too. But um, so, yeah, that, at that point, I, I did, I gave my life to God. I did a kind of a little novena, like a, a nine day prayer um, with my dad and then at the end like very kind of mm-hmm. informally um, gave my life to God.
0: Could I just, and so going, just clarify there yeah. that yeah. for yeah. people who don't know baptism in the Holy Spirit is um, sort of a more charismatic yeah. thing, rit- rit- I don't know, ritual sort of ritual, prayer, Yeah, um, Yeah, where... actually I was thinking about this. The charismatic movement believes that um, the Holy Spirit, which is the third person of the Trinity, is sort of the life and breath of God. And to yeah. ask for the Holy Spirit to come into your life is to ask uh, God to be alive in you. And It's very much based on sort of the Acts of the Apostles, which is a book mm-hmm. um, in the New Testament, the Bible. And sort of there's a lot of talk about the Spirit coming upon them after Jesus was gone. So Jesus left, but he left his spirit with the people. Um, and there's all these mm-hmm. things, um, these charismatic expressions of the spirit in your life kind of like praying with your hands up praying in tongues healings and uh, there's loads of them, words of wisdom different stuff like that which is sort of a characteristic of the spirit being in your life uh, so just yeah. to clarify for anyone who doesn't know our niche, yeah, our right. niche terms, and, things,
1: but... actually thinking about that and like comparing it to confirmation because i suppose mm-hmm. like in the catholic tradition and um, that is what you're doing you're inviting the holy spirit into your life so yeah. Um, I guess I kind know, of like I an initiation,
0: like, it, it's sort of like taking yeah. on the faith as your own, because you grow up in a family and you're surrounded by faith and you don't have, I mean, that much of a choice in the matter, you're just sort of like there, but the mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church, the confirmation is really like, okay, no, I'm considered an adult now and I'm stepping into this off my own choice, um, and then I think in charismatic circles, I think the the baptism of the Holy Spirit is is one of those it's the same thing, yeah. kind of
1: and it, parallel. And it can be a renewal as well, if if you've done it before. So, like, mm-hmm. you hear of people doing the Life in the Spirit seminars many times. Um, it's not, you know, one event. Yeah. Um. So, yeah.
0: So, cool. Um, now, you're age nine, you have decided that faith <laughs> is what you want in life. Yeah. So, after that, obviously... <laughs> what happened
1: then? <laughs> what happened then? Have us more. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'd uh, describe my faith um at that stage as a very kind of innocent faith
0: and fair enough like uh, you're a child
1: <laughs> you could yeah, yeah which is, what which is exactly what it should be yeah, yeah. but i it was kind of like ignorant bliss i suppose like okay. i think yeah once i i you know i started growing up still like very strong faith i i genuinely yeah i i did question things but i i kind of always you know believed that God was the creator of the world and um, created me and loved me. And
0: and did you feel you had a, else, a personal relationship with God? Because I know I talked to Donal last time yeah. and we talked a little bit about that. Um, did you feel like, because for me, I was saying to him that for me, my faith came sort of like this sort of more personal thing. It um, was a bit more emotional. And then afterwards, as I got older, I started looking into the more uh, rational sort of theological mm-hmm. background. So was that similar for you?
1: Yeah um I would say I did I did have a personal relationship at that age mm-hmm. um I I think Donald might have mentioned this but I did also struggle with the emotional part of it yeah. because I think particularly growing up in a charismatic um environment a lot of emphasis is put on emotional like yeah. feeling and yeah. and I'm I'm not typically a person who's very emotional or maybe not Uh, definitely at that age not in touch with my emotions Mm -hmm. so that that was something that I I definitely felt like I I lacked or missed out on like I did feel like when I prayed to God I I knew him personally and um I was talking to him but I did feel a bit left out when it came to big prayer meetings or I also I did find it challenging that um particularly as a teenager going to these prayer meetings um particularly on like camps where it was a bit hyped up yeah. and kind of the last you know the big bizarre. prayer meeting at the end
0: <laughs> like no, yeah, I guess exactly. um, people, people would in. all cry
1: yeah. um, particularly the girls and I just felt like it was staged like um I'm yeah. sure it was genuine for some of them but I do think that there was uh like oh you didn't experience God if you didn't cry and I, cry. Like I never did ever <laughs> I never cried yeah <laughs> as no, a child that's, that's... um so yeah so that was difficult so um yes and no i did feel okay. like i had some sort of personal relationship but i also did feel like there's something missing
0: yeah um, i i get that because i think charism is very there's a lot of emphasis on the experiential side mm-hmm. and um yeah. it makes you feel sometimes you know if it's not um taught well or you know that if you're not experiencing these things then like there's something wrong so you th- grew up with a very strong faith in a, in a very yeah. Christian family similar similar to me I guess and I think you know at a very young age then had decided that this was the way you want to go with life. So yeah. um, I guess what my other cre- my question then is just sort of what what have then been your struggles with faith since that time or on that journey what what has been some of the things that have been uh difficult or you know what yeah what's it been like <laughs>
1: where to begin <laughs> mm. um yeah I suppose um so my faith was really has really been shaken over the last few years I think I had a very kind of like I said ignorant maybe mm. a bit ignorant um or just like kind of on un, unchallenged faith right. um until I kind of got college and I suppose so yeah what the the biggest challenge for me was when I was at the end of first year of college I kind of my health began to to deteriorate and I we didn't really know what was wrong and yeah after a long kind of haul of uh yeah doctors and just trying to figure out what was going on I discovered I I, we kind of came to the conclusion that I had um chronic fatigue um I don't know if people know what chronic fatigue is, but like, it's kind of, it's a condition where that's characterized by fatigue, obviously, Um, but like persistent fatigue, which yeah. doesn't really get any better with um, rest or yeah. And there's no, there's no cure, no medication. Um, And there can, it could be, there's different severities and I was lucky enough not to be like completely incapacitated, but I did suffer a lot and there were very difficult times where I did struggle to walk or even sit up, which was a huge, huge change for me.
0: Yeah. Um, Especially because before this, you you, like for me, you were someone who was very, very active. Um, Mm -hmm. um, And also, I think something that was even like, like from the outside, seemed like there was so much grey area. Uh, Like it was so unknown. Even Mm -hmm. like before the diagnosis or conclusion that you came to, there was so much unknown. And then even when you get uh, a diagnosis of of chronic fatigue there's it's still so gray it's just like yeah it depends person to person and there's yeah it.
1: there's a lot of like it's a challenge mentally as well because there's kind of a battle in your mind on whether it is real for a lot of the time um especially when it's challenged by medical yeah. um, professionals uh and particularly because yeah i don't know i just like i think at some stages um I was I'm quite good at pushing through mm-hmm. and so people were kind of saying to me, Oh, like you know, you seem fine, you c like you're always around when you need to be, um, which is definitely not true. They just only saw me when it I was well. behind the um, Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I it did come to a stage where I actually took a year out of college, um, which was like the hardest decision um for yeah. me. Um I didn't like. And yeah, that was me kind of <laughs> a huge step in faith for me, um, trusting God. Because it was the fir- pretty much the first time in my life where I said, okay, I'm gonna deviate from my own plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because in I never every other year of my life it had been set where you know school yeah. or college or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I took a year out after a third year. Um. So I should uh, instead of going into my final year, um, I took a year out and, yeah, I think that was probably the hardest year of my life. <laughs> I I went into it very. I did like very trusting in god
0: because there is this real um, this real idea of, of god's plan i think you know yeah not, not yeah. to not to harp on the drake song but um like uh the acid shame, <laughs> by the way but like this idea of god's plan yeah. is like um and then you have a plan or like this conflicting yeah and that's yeah
1: that's something i don't know we were talking about the other day um like that, that promise that is made in jeremiah is a challenging one because like everyone uses it
0: and kind of i so many people have given me that verse over yeah. the years what's the whole verse jeremiah 29 4 is it um yeah i want to say i think it is jeremiah 29 no, 4 barely. i know the plans i have for you says the lord it's the definitely plans 29 to no. for you and not to harm you plans to give you, not to harm you. a life and a future i think
1: hope in and the, hope the future, in
0: the future. Yeah. there we go yeah so or
1: probably different translation yeah <laughs>
0: So yeah that's a Bible verse that is is uh, very popular in Christian culture I have to say. Mm-hmm. So yeah there is this idea of God's plan for your life um and that can be a struggle when like bad things happen mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So for you then starting yeah, so... this year what was where was your where was your head at with faith? Oh like
1: I was I was still very committed to God um really believed that I was going to you know pulled through and things were going to change mm-hmm. um and i prayed a lot um like i had so much free time as you can yeah. imagine yeah. um and i really i really did it was kind of um it was really yeah a blessing like i i looked uh, there was one thing that i struggled with over the years was not looking forward to praying um and in that time i did i really did mm-hmm. um i was reading a lot of books um you know yeah like theological books and um I just felt like yeah it was a real time of growth and I did learn a lot um about my faith about myself but uh, at a certain stage I just felt like you know how long is this going to keep going for and kind of all I came to a stage at the end of that year um where I just felt like my faith had been challenged beyond what I could mm, bear yeah or not even my faith like physically mentally mentally yeah. emotionally i was just i i just felt like okay god's given me more than i can take yeah. um and i think he knows that and i felt betrayed um and like i think yeah kind of as i kept praying things that used to give me hope just like annoyed me and frustrated me and i became bitter and angry and like to give an example like yeah he will give you light. he will give a light to those in darkness those who dwell in the shadow to death and guide you into the way of peace i didn't feel peaceful um like he will never fail you or forsake you i felt failed yeah um or i felt he failed me and um one of the biggest ones was like he will never let the righteous be shaken Mm. and i i don't i actually don't believe that like i think that in many ways the, the righteous or Good, you know they say bad things happen to good people and yeah. um, yeah. good people and particularly um, those of faith I think you know things don't you don't grow unless you're challenged and I'm glad I've been challenged like I I wouldn't want a life without challenge yeah. like be super boring and I I love good challenge <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> for anyone who knows me um, I'm sure they vouch that but yeah so I just felt like oh for god's sake like I would yeah I was hurt I suppose yeah. and I blamed it on god yeah. so that was the end of mm-hmm. that year and kind of this year was um uh, the year following that so this year's been challenging and I've been kind of in and out of faith and really struggling just to figure out like I suppose one of my biggest questions is is god all good yeah yeah, and and I one hundred percent believe that God is God, and he he's the creator of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to follow him, yeah. but I don't want to follow a God that's not all good.
0: Yeah. So, like, and... where does he, where does this uh, image and perception of God fit into our world? You grow up with this this childish view of the world, and then at some stage yeah. you have to confront the fact that the world your parents told you about as a kid, like for anyone. It's different, you know, and it's much harder. Yeah, I think the world's hard. On top of that, <laughs> as a, as a Christian or as someone of faith, you also have to reconcile then your your belief structure, and yeah. you kind of question the whole meaning of it and the validity of it, and it it can be really a really difficult time, yeah, it flips you know. Your, it flips your whole world upside down, like yeah, um, when yeah. you encounter the fact that the world isn't just and fair, you know. But something yeah, I would exactly. say as well, like you know there's so many Bible verses about God's justice um and his fairness mm-hmm. um, and that uh, he he rewards those who are faithful to him. I know the psalms are like full of that, um, and the Old Testament a lot, <laughs> but just as much there's also these stories that you read, and you're like, uh, that doesn't make sense, like what or mm-hmm. or um verses that things like you know the the wheat will grow with the weeds." You know, it, it's like, and yeah. that God's God's blessing falls on the good and the evil and his rains fall yeah. on their fields just as much as it falls on other people's fields.
1: And actually, yeah, going back to um, when we were talking about the um, verse in Jeremiah that he has plans, like plans Prospering. for your life yeah. and prosperous plans. Um, and actually I was reading a book, a really interesting book called Closer Still, mm-hmm. um, written by Scott Evans. And he, he talks about that. Being one of his like least favorite um bibles verses because that that kind of promise was made to the Israelites who were in exile, but it wasn't to the the promise wasn't to the people who were alive at the mm. time it was you know seventy years later, so he was promising for their their ancestors their grandchildren, yeah. or sorry their their grandchildren yeah. um and not not them so it's kind of it's a maybe not a very nice reality but Um, I think when when God talks about, you know, everything being given to us, it's it's eternal. It's not here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and I and it's life isn't fair. And people, some people have harder time on earth than others. And that's that's a really, like, scary thing to accept. But it's it's yeah, it's just the reality of it. I think Um, a
0: selective reading of the Bible, like the way you can read that verse and go, oh, God has yeah, exactly. crossed me and or uh, all gee, you know that's perfect. Let's go yeah. on in my little idyllic life. He better, he better pull. Yeah, he better pull through. through. <laughs> like I deserve this. Right, that's,
1: yeah. that's my attitude. That's
0: what I was thinking. I remember saying so many times in my prayers to God, like, "Look, if you are who you say you are, like literally, <laughs> the audacity, firstly, um, if you are who you say you yeah. are, like you better, like, where are you in this situation? Show me, like, you know, come yeah. through for me on this and." you know and you are sort of oh, yeah, are. So. but like <laughs> i think what you have to say for the bible like for me when i actually read a property is that's not the case that's not the message that's not actually mm-hmm. what happens the bible is a very pretty realistic real book like it's it's not like a pg-13 like show that a christian church has put on there's sections of the old testament yeah. that like people are not going to read up front in church because it's Inappropriate for children to read, you know. It's and it, it, you know, it doesn't it doesn't conform to like our like modern millennial Christianity. It's not that, and mm-hmm. I think when you read stories like I know we were talking about Job the other day. When you read the story of Job, like mm-hmm. it's just I struggled reading that yeah. so much. Yeah, like, what is going on? So for those of you who don't who haven't read the Book of Job, it's um actually one of the most well known yeah. uh, stories in the Bible. Uh, for it's it's almost it's very controversial. I think there's a guy mm. called Job. He is really faithful. He's one of God's most faithful servants. And the devil approaches God, and they basically make a barter, where God says, "Have you? You will never, Crazy, you will never <laughs> be able to tempt my servant Job away from me. Um, he's always going to be faithful to me." And then the devil's like, "Yo, try me," and he like basically torments Job.
1: God's
0: like God's like. Oh, yeah, go it. Go ahead, Give him on. a go. Give him a shot, you know? Um and he Job's family dies. Like all of the worst things that have happen to him. He gets sores on his body. Thing, yeah. He's like literally from a very successful man, he turns into basically a leper on the side of the road with no friends, no family. Yeah. And and his friends come to him, you know, they start giving him counsel and they say, Well, you know, God is a just God. So what happened in your past? What did you do? What did you do to make you like this? I think that was very much a belief at the time that if something bad happened to you, it's because you did something bad, and God is repaying you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that kind of is actually um, still taught and still believed in some Christian circles. And I think you know that's a bit rough for those people. But um, yeah, so Job was just basically tested and tested and tested and tested beyond the limits of what you can expect of someone. And at, in the end of the day, there's not really any closure to the story. What happens is that. Job cries out to God. God appears to him, and God doesn't like apologize and be like, "Yeah, sorry, bro. This was and give him an explanation as to why it happened. But he reveals himself to Job, and then Job accepts God and is still faithful to him. And then he goes on to be to to gain back his wealth again. I might have butchered that story a little bit, but <laughs> that's
1: the gist of it. I think he would recommend reading. It's a good mean. book to read.
0: I actually would recommend. Like, I think it stands in contrast to a lot of the sort of like current Christian culture of like God mm. is is this certain thing yeah. and that good people get good things and bad people get bad things and I think it's just very simplistic and idealistic and I just I mm. think a lot of people perceive Christianity as that and it's not that it's it's a much deeper yeah. teaching about how to live in a world where there is suffering because otherwise mm. it wouldn't have I think had you- legs to stand on for the years like no one's gonna be like oh this is a nice comforting thought you know
1: Mm -hmm. and unfortunately i think that is kind of result of people trying to draw people to the church or to faith like i think people think that someone wouldn't be attracted to a scary story like that (laughs) like job but i i don't know i just think it takes the reality reality out of it and that's something i did struggle with growing up is like i i just felt like people were christians weren't being honest. And not portraying their lives honestly, and like I don't, I think like sharing the. Of course, you have to, you know, protect yourself, and and obviously you have a right to keep things mm. private. But, but I also do think that only portraying like the good, um, of your life because you want people to, you know, see that you're Christian and your life's good is just. It's not like, I don't think it's no, fruitful. I think it's um, very damaging. I think it's false yeah. and. Yeah, and so unfortunately, I think that's kind of where maybe that stems. um People are are hoping that it will have the opposite effect that it will draw people, but I think it turns yeah. people away. And no, but
0: to be I honest, I think it it kind of put yeah, me off. and it, to be honest, <laughs> that's sort of why I had the idea of making these podcasts because when I, I talked to Christian people or mm-hmm. I talked to people of faith, anyone from any faith. Obviously, my experience is more Christian people. So, um but when I talked yeah. to them, they they have the same struggles as as what i was going through and i just felt like um sometimes people from me you know don't see that or it's not portrayed or it's not talked about mm-hmm. and it's so for me it's so important to talk about it. like where i am now i'm just like <laughs> i don't know you know but i i want to yeah. talk about it anyway just, just bopping about you know, just trying to read some <laughs> stuff um but yeah so thank you uh, thank you so much yeah. for sharing about your struggles there and no, really okay. like i think it, it is you? one of the like the fundamental struggles you go through i think it's yeah i yeah so i anyway, know i just think i think you're amazing <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. but i guess thanks, my ben. final question is to sort of like bring it back um is sort of why why do you continue on this journey with faith um mm-hmm. because it is a journey i'm not saying what conclusion have you come to you know what uh, but yeah, like why why are you what keeps you keeps you in there i guess
1: yeah yeah, well, I suppose yeah. That's where I'm at now. Is what keeps drawing me back is a few things. Um, one, so I'm sort of ashamed to say, you're not ashamed, but it's it's a selfish reason. It's that I think I'm I want to be the best person I can be, and
0: I. It doesn't seen, sound very selfish um, to me. Just to say true. that,
1: but <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but like, what I like, it's it's for me. <laughs> like I, anyway, um, basically. I want to be a good person. Um, And I've found that when I have, you know, not necessarily completely turned away from God, but um, allowed myself to just be overcome by bitterness and anger Mm -hmm. towards him. um, I then, you know, treat other people badly. I'm way more intolerant. I'm judgmental. I get very, like... I have very little sympathy okay. for for others um in their struggles which should I think be the opposite when you've gone through struggles but um just things like people complaining about things that you know maybe I'm comparing to my yeah. my situation yeah. and it makes me angry and not to, yeah. not loving um and yeah I think in life my belief is that our purpose is to love, yeah. to love yeah. others and to love ourselves and that's what I want to do love and care for others yeah in all part in all aspects of life and I do believe firmly that God is the creator. Um, but where I'm at now is like, I'm struggling to, to learn to love him and to accept yeah. his love. Um, I don't know if I've ever really understood how to. And I think that's essential. Well, to love others, you need to love yeah. yourself yeah. first. And I think, in my opinion, to love yourself, you need to allow God to love you and receive okay. his love, but also love him back because it's a 2 yeah, yeah. street it's a, a mm-hmm. relationship so that's what draws me back uh fundamentally is that yeah i want to be yeah i suppose yeah one actually there's a really good um quote from another book called um the impact mm-hmm. of god and it's based on the the writings of saint john of the cross who is a spanish saint um who went through a lot of suffering himself and um he says, I don't know. I just think this is this is relevant for faith, but also just life in general, like situations. Is that acceptance comes before understanding? Mm. So that kind of gives yeah. me hope in that, like my situation or my health in particular. Like I don't understand why um, this happened to me, and I don't see the mm. purpose in it. Like, well, I, in some in some aspects I do, but in others I just got get frustrated. But yeah, to accept where i'm at i i don't know I, th- I think there's something uh that's something i desire hugely is to be able to live life in the moment and i think nowadays in society everyone struggles with that um you're always looking for yeah. the next thing and um it's very fast-paced life yeah, i suppose I <laughs> at the moment our situation has <laughs> has drawn us back from that but we still we still all can't wait yeah, to get out of here 100%. you know but there is huge I think if if everyone in the world learned to just accept themselves, accept where they're at, it would be a lot more peaceful yeah. and harmonious. No, and, I've, like, been, I've been reading because... a little bit
0: more about like Buddhism recently. And, and for me, it really highlighted something that I experienced in my Christian upbringing, um, which is meditation and and sitting. Um, I, There's a phrase, be still and know that I am God. And mm, being still that, yeah. and sitting and going. Yeah, Sam 46. Sam 46 nice, else, no. Ten points to series. <laughs> <laughs> For biblical knowledge. Um no, I just sitting there and being like, okay, accept this situation. And mm-hmm. and trying to love in that situation. Um I think one of one of the quotes, my favourite quotes from a book I read a while ago, it was um the brothers Karamazov, I don't know how to pronounce it. Shoot me. It's a book <laughs> by Frodo Dostoevsky and one of the characters, Aloysia. I think that's how you pronounce it again. I don't know. Um, he, he is uh, a young... <laughs> a young... Yeah, that's very <laughs> Someone's going to email me being like, hey, is she tonight, baby? he's a young novitiate, he's a monk. And his, 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 elder, his elder says to him, hey, you have to love the world. And he says hmm. all of it. And he said, you have to love all of it. And he, you know, he's had a very difficult part of his life when this happens. And I just, it really stood out to me that it's like, it's not saying, look, things are going to be perfect. Things are going to work out well. You're going to get what you deserve in life or things are just, or, you know, it's saying mm-hmm. you have to love the world and it's it's a way to live in the world without it being a paradise. And I see that in the story <laughs> of Job a lot, you know, at the end he has a revelation yeah. of who God is and he accepts God. And it doesn't seem like God's mm-hmm. like just like frightened him into loving him. It seems like he's just like, okay, this is life and this is God. And, you know, I'm still here and I still love you and are, are dedicated to you. And, you know, I don't know. It's a bit of a grim thought.
1: <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah, but I think also one thing that I've come to realize or... Were... I now come to realise, but people have kind of told me that um, you know, suffering the fact that Jesus came down um and suffered like the worst you can imagine mm. on earth means that suffering like our suffering unites us with him yeah. and and um, that we can console his heart as well as him consoling mm. ours, which I I don't know, like it just kind of shook me because I didn't ever think that, you know, God needed to be consoled. But I suppose as as a a man he went through real, real pain, and on the cross did yeah. make consolation mm-hmm. and and um care. So I think that's um, so
0: cool as well yeah, because we were talking a little bit now. about like like sugar coating mm-hmm. almost of life that happens in 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 some Christian circles yeah. and, and this like you know no everything's good and joyful once you follow the Lord happy clappy let go yes but um <laughs> not true because that's true what what do, what do we look <laughs> at what do we worship what's What's in the middle of every church that you go to? A cross. And a cross was exactly, an yeah. instrument of mm-hmm. torture. And how can we forget that? I think Katie, Katie's poem from yeah. my first interview podcast, I know it was all the way at the very end. It was a very long podcast. So people didn't make it through to the end. Totally understand. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend you know, skipping through it if you want and listening to that poem at the end. Because it is, honestly, it's like, how can we forget that that was, that's where God was? God wasn't in the partying and the having a good time and life going well. He was in yeah. the suffering. Um, and that's the image we have of him. Yeah. This, And I like to think sometimes when I'm in church, because to be honest, when I'm in, I'm in church these days, when I'm in mass, it's hard for me to, to engage. Um, what brings me back is I just look up at the cross. <laughs> And I just see a man suffering with his arms stretched open and his fingers are in in the sort of peace sign, um if you notice. Mm. And I th- to me, I just look at it and I see someone accepting of the suffering and opening his arms and loving the world um in the suffering and, and in the in the worst part, the hardest part. Um and mm. that gives me hope. Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I think like I struggle to believe that sometimes yeah. as well and I think for anyone who does, for me, what consoles me is that I want, like, I have a desire to yeah. love that yeah. and believe that. Um, and I remember reading, yeah, a book, another book based on the writings of a saint. Um, showing my <laughs> Catholic background here, but called um "I Believe in Love," believe in and anything. it's based on the writings of. <laughs> I, know, I know. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> um it's based on the writings of saint Therese of lisieux and i'll just read mm. one of the quotes the desire to love is already love you would not seek me if you had not already found me and you would not have this great desire to love me if you had if you did not Ooh. love me already which like That's is incredible yeah, like really was so consoling for me because i was like why can't i love god but the the that desire and that frustration shows that i have experience some sort of love and it's the same with belief as well like if you seriously desire that then there's something there that you have you've experienced in some way and um,
0: that's incredible and like so i feel like you've lived you've summed up yeah i love that like this whole project like in that <laughs> to cry out oh, to it. cry out oh, for it yeah well like that's my hope to be honest because uh, i mean i'm talking about how i look at the cross yeah. and i'm like oh he loves the world but like it's very hard to get to that place to actually believe that and if i can get like five seconds of that on a sunday in mass then i'm happy you know <laughs> yeah um mm-hmm. you know because yeah, yeah anyway same. uh look seriously thank you so so much for talking to me i feel like i uh, i have I learned you so much me. and I feel like I'm, I might read that St. Treasure of Su- yes, you, uh, book because it sounds yeah. incredible.
1: You can kind of borrow um, it. It was given to me by a friend and yeah,
0: I really appreciate so it. That's so cool. But yeah, look, thank you for sharing. I really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing so openly about your experience and um, yeah, I love you. No problem so yeah that's it that's the conversation i had with Sue's. i know the audio there towards the end gets a bit overlapped i swear we were actually having a polite conversation we weren't just interrupting each other um that's just what happens i guess when you skype on the internet but yeah big thank you to steve for letting us use his equipment i think the audio turned out so much better than last week so big thank you to steve for letting us do that and yeah i'll be back again next week with another podcast to uh, see you through your quarantine days look at the end is in sight i don't know about you guys but in ireland we have just got like a phase out plan so the end is inside we're almost there keep hanging in there it's gonna be grand um as always thank you so much for your support for listening in um yeah it's just really cool that people care about this and are actually listening so thank you yeah stay safe and stay see you next week bye